0: everyone, Welcome to Oscar Poker. This is Sasha Stone with awardsdaily.com
1: and Jeffrey Wells of HollywoodElsewhere.com.
0: Okay. So go All ahead. Right. What, what were you saying they're
1: about this? You're supposed to pick up immediately when I say I, I that. I would have, but you, you, were the the one start, you were the one who was
0: about to start the thing about Owen. So go ahead. Oh, I, no, I'd, I'd be happy to do
1: it. Uh,
0: you know. Go for anyway, it. Anyway,
1: I'm just saying it's, it's a very well written essay. That he um, uh, basically says that you know all of uh, Scorsese's interesting good films, most you know most of them uh, have been about uh, compelling portraits of people kind of grappling with with their dark sides. And mm-hmm. he goes down the whole list, you know, from from Mean Streets to Taxi Driver to Goodfellas mm-hmm. to uh, Casino to The Irishman, and so on. And then he says, and then we then there is Ernest Burkhart, which uh, basically. Um, you know, the a complete moron, a, a bumpkin, a hick who has no, who lacks the imagination and the fire within to uh, think for himself or act for himself. Uh, and he's saying basically, what's this guy's journey, his his desire, his relationship to the darkness? Um, and he's basically a, a, an idiot, and that's that's part of the reason I think it's not that uh, uh, compelling a story or a film. Or a moral
0: atmosphere, if you will.
1: Um, so it's kind of good, good piece.
0: Do you want to read a passage from it?
1: Sure. He says um, that um, DiCaprio, an actor of skillful precision, we all respect Leo, and uh, makes Ernest on the surface a genial yokel who lacks the imagination to think for himself. Early on, uh, De Niro's King Hale asks Ernest if he likes red, quote-unquote, meaning do like you uh Native American women? And Ernest says, sure, he likes all women. Yeah. Uh, King wants to set Ernest up. You want me to stop talking?
0: No, okay. keep going, keep going.
1: Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, so he wants to set her up, and he, of course he does set her up with Lily Gladstone. And um, uh, and he's basically chauffeuring her around and flirting with her and so on. So when the two get married, is it part of an unconscionable scheme? Or do they really love each other? The movie says both, but that's a tricky one to wrap your head around because when Ernest starts participating with the nonchalance of a handyman in the brutal murder of Molly's sisters, you know you have to kind of scratch your head, which makes uh, makes sense. He's he's not a he's not a he's kind of like why are we hanging out with this? It's precisely the same point that uh, the New Yorker's Anthony Lane made. Why, uh, you know, before in the book, uh, which you've read and I still haven't, I probably never will, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> there's a compelling figure in, in Tom White, the, uh, the Bureau of Information guy, later to become FBI. And he's the one that kind of ties it all together. Uh, not that the focus is on Tom White, but his, his activities, his investigative pursuit of what has actually been happening with all these horrible murders. Mm-hmm. That's, he's the guy that you kind of focus on, correct? And yeah. so the, um, there, it, it's kind of a letdown to Anthony Lane. Why are we focusing on Ernest Burkhardt, who's this dull, you know, uh, not terribly bright fellow? Why, why are we hanging out with him? Why is he the central figure? So that's what Owen is also saying.
0: Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes you wonder yeah. if you switch the two parts like Jesse Plemons is definitely the guy who should have been playing Ernest and Leo should have been playing the the Texas Ranger guy. But if you did that, then it would be considered a white savior movie, because what they did was they tried everything they could to diminish or dampen the FBI's um, uh, yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
0: pre- presence in this story. Like this is a story about the mm-hmm. FBI. Right. This isn't the story mm-hmm. about the Osage, and if it was a story about the Osage, it would be a different story. But the book is a story about the F- formation of the FBI. Why do we have a Federal mm-hmm. Bureau of Investigation? Why do we need that? Well, because of these crimes that are mm-hmm. so big that they're not—they're too big for this local law enforcement. Well, the
1: locals are too bought off and too corrupt. Anyway have yeah. to really look into it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which I've is the same everything.
0: with Mississippi Burning was exactly the same thing when the when the when the civil civil rights um, activists were murdered that wasn't anything that the law enforcement was going to be able to handle so the FBI had to come in right the the wonderful <laughs> great mm-hmm. uh, Gene Hackman and Willem Dafoe characters which are fantastic so we often compare these two movies mm-hmm. because you know Mississippi Burning is what this movie would have been if it had been told how it was originally supposed to be told right but after the great Awakening, you know it's 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 not possible to tell a story like that you get killed and so, this
1: is uh well, and this is not uh uh, uh you know a, a determination by the by the woke committee this is a determination that was made by uh, Martin Scorsese. And, and, and also Leo, I guess, because Leo said, listen, I don't want to play probably some straight not. arrow.
0: It probably came from the top. Meaning the financiers. Well, there,
1: but but uh, Marty has said in so many words that he was talked into it by Leo. Now, maybe that's just his cover story.
0: I don't but... know, but I mean, when you're talking about a movie that costs, what, 200 million or something? mm mm-hmm. um, You can't mess around with that in terms of going up against the you know the the, fanat- the 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 fanatics on the left right they they would kill the movie as it is they're already trying to kill it even though he bent over backwards to make it as politically correct and as inoffensive as possible to the Osage. which
1: woke fanatics are trying to kill it as we speak what are they what, what's just, the problem just just the different the
0: different activists you see here and there saying that you know it shouldn't have been told from a, a white person's perspective. And this is, you know, the same thing, complaints that they had with Detroit, the movie Detroit. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, black bodies being tortured, yeah. you know, with, with the white gaze filming it, that kind of thing. The gobbledygook of the woke, right? I, you know, you got to just decipher it. You have to, people should go to yeah. college to learn the language of the woke because they mm. have their own specific mm. ideology. But basically what it is is, um the ultimate goal and and the way that they want the narrative to go is always to say white people bad, non-white people good, mm-hmm. right? That's the whole point of it. Um
1: if I'd been in charge, if you had been in charge, Sasha, would have said, "Listen, we can uh, that Killers of the Flower Moon can be a very compassionate film. Uh, the portrayals, uh, the depictions of the of the absolutely vile behavior of the of the Oklahoma white guys who murdered these uh, these wealthy Osage Indians, uh, you know that that can be suffused with 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 humanity, with compassion. But we're talking about uh, intrigue and structure and wanting to kind of. You know, push through all this with uh, that that will kind of make the audience pay attention. And uh, there's nothing like a good investigation by an outsider uh, or at least someone from Texas looking into this uh, like a sharp lawman that gets you going, that gets you into the whole thing. Then you can start unpeeling it and figuring out that doesn't preclude or or eliminate, push aside the compassionate aspect or the, uh, you know, sympathetic empathetic uh, aspects of, of the poor people who were murdered. Uh, so I don't get it. I mean, it, it, could have been, it could have been a more interesting film, much more interesting. Film.
0: Well, it depends on who, who not... you're trying to satisfy, right? Like a lot of these people. So, so, so one of the ways that tel, uh, movies have evolved and the Oscar race has evolved, and uh, you mm-hmm. know, obviously this is not something people on the right would be ignorant to. They know it. It's just people on the left haven't quite figured it out yet, which is, you know, all the power mm-hmm. went to the top. You know, the left and the Hollywood and everything is now sort of what you'd call an elitist bubble, kind of like the first class section of the airplane, where everything is custom made to your exact taste. And the people that are running these streaming platforms, Apple, Netflix, Amazon, these guys are really mm-hmm. high status members of the tribe. They're very much. In with Obama, they're very much uh, considered good puritans. Wait,
1: that's not fair to say Obama is a wokester trying to push woke agendas. He is specifically. I didn't not say he was and...
0: that. I said that he is the high status person in the tribe, and he is considered the deity almost of of people who are at the top and and the elites, people like Barbara Streisand or whatever. And and so it's become a religion. But he's not a wokester, though. So what? Not, I don't care, Jeff. Please stop. Okay, we yeah. both agreed. I'm not saying he's a wokester. Can we stop with that? But why do you call him deity then? Yeah, because the he's a deity. No, no, I'm not talking about the woke. I'm talking about the left, the Democrats, people yes. who run Hollywood, who run the Oscars, who vote on the Oscars, actors, okay. directors, producers, rich people, rich people, mm-hmm. rich big tech guys are all on the left and they are in this rarefied air of the, you know, Tom Hanks, Bruce Springsteen, Obama go to vacation together. This is like the, yeah. you know, the Hamptons summer parties. This is a very sort of Great Gatsby esque kind of mm-hmm. um new utopian um uh vision for America that that so many on the left have been trying to build and that that they believe Trump disrupted, right? So mm-hmm. This movie. Well,
1: he, did, he obviously did disrupt it.
0: Well, this movie is about. Yeah. Um, this movie is sort of the first class meal served to the mm-hmm. people that demand exactly what they want, what they've paid for, what they expect, and it. So it has to confirm a specific world view. It has to say something that that comforts. Yeah, them. I get that. I All right. think most
1: of us get that, but that's but that's but okay. Then you're telling me that Scorsese decided to abandon his instincts as a storyteller, as a filmmaker, and go along with the program. That's more or less what I think. Would someone, time. when
0: your movie costs two hundred million and you want to make the movie, mm-hmm. you've got to bow to the financiers. Everybody does. Every filmmaker does. Nobody is powerful enough right now. Nobody that can ignore. But the
1: but that but that approach to this story as so 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 the movie's not going to make
0: it's obviously not going to make any money right so its best bet is to win oscars and have prestige and to be appreciated and people will watch it on basically what these movies do for these brands netflix amazon apple why they pay all this money is perception they want to be seen as a certain thing apple wants to be seen as you know a noble good well respected with a high uh, ESG score corporation mm-hmm. you know and they all do they all want to be seen their reputa- all their reputations are on the line and so what you're looking at this is as opposed to the free market the free market used to decide right the free market said gladiator made you know, over a $100 million. I don't know how much it made. Everybody loved it. Everybody wanted to see it. So it should win Best Picture because that's a successful movie. The market decided because everybody came out and saw it and paid to see it and everybody loved it and that counted for something like Barbie, right? But nowadays in the Oscars and stuff, it doesn't count anymore um, because mm-hmm. the people don't count anymore because, and this is where you get to Trump, the people have been abandoned.
1: Average Average folks have not. Not You're saying that the coastal elites are making these movies for their own yes, communities. like exactly. And the average folks that buy popcorn have long since years, been
0: left behind. Yeah, cut off. Right. And that's yeah. how you get to Trump because he, you know, uh, he led those people, you know, back into American life where they had been, you know, pushed to the push to the margins as, as, but, but the thing is getting back to this movie, I don't want to get into a big argument. I just want to say that like it, when you say it could have been such a better movie, yes. In the days of the free market, it could have been because the, the their point, their objective would be how can we get as many butts in the seats as possible and make enough make our money back. Right. So the measure would have yes. been a $200 million movie has to make 300, 400 million to break even and to profit. And it would never mm-hmm. have been able to do that. So they can't even go that route. So their best bet. Cause it's
1: about, yeah, because it's about murder and, 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 uh, and, and genocide. And it's not, you know, where is that going to go? Well, the only place that can go is how are we going to catch the bad guys? How can we nail them? What's, how difficult is to figure that out? And the movie doesn't really even focus on that until the last, Third, as as you know, when Jesse Plemons finally comes right,
0: along. so it, it's two like we've we've been talking about forever. It's two movies, right? One movie is that mm-hmm. Robert De Niro sneer, that lawlessness, that violence, the killing, you know, the music, it, and and that is the 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 movie everybody would imagine that Scorsese would have made, but that mm-hmm. movie would have had to, as Mississippi Burning had to. Demote or deprioritize or whatever whatever the word is the 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 the, the narrative of the other side. If mm-hmm. if Mississippi Burning had been a movie where, um, they spent a lot more time, you know, telling the story of, you know, that town and 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 the racism. As opposed to just assuming the audience already knows and now we're just going to watch these, you know, yokels get the (laughs) the shit kicked out of them, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) which is incredibly satisfying. But um, it's
1: incredibly satisfying. It's emotionally satisfying. And it's and and basically, if you think about it, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Vernon is, you know, first of all, is despised by the elite critics because it doesn't tell the truth. It makes up a fantasy. About vigilante F- FBI guys hoodwinking the bad guys and, and and faking them out and and busting them, um, but it, it actually it uh, it it really kind of stayed with what the FBI was trying to do the whole time, which was uh, somehow uh, you know uh, uncover the facts, uh, you know dig in, get some people to testify. There, anybody that even began to talk to them had their house burned down. It was pretty. Pretty awful, but but you did understand what was going on, which is that somehow this 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 uh, this, this awful situation with with people being murdered left and right, and uh, somebody has to get past this. And the, what's so satisfying is, of course, is uh, Willem Dafoe out of frustration says, "Okay, let's do it your way," to Gene Hackman. Let's let's try and any, any kind of fakery we can we can do, any kind of uh, you know. And we'll and we'll and we'll get them that way, and that's what happened. And it's very, very, um, you know, makes gives you a great rooting interest, which there is none really in, uh, in, in uh, *Killers of the Flower Moon*, unfortunately.
0: Well, well, there would have been if they had told the story from from the FBI's point of view, because right. it is that story. Like when you're watching, mm. when you're reading the book, you're just like, I cannot believe what's going on. And until the FBI mm. show up, you're just like, you know, this is insane. And when they finally do show up, you're so grateful. But it couldn't mm-hmm. be a white savior movie, so they had to change it so it wasn't a white savior movie anymore. And Okay, but it
1: was Marty, he, he said. Now, maybe Marty's flat out lying, but I don't believe, as you're suggesting to me, that people in... Remember, it was started out as a Paramount thing when the... Thing was being developed. Eric Roth is not some shill who does with the bidding of the wolksters. He's Eric Roth, and David Grant did serious reporting, and they used that basis. That book is the basis of the film, so they're not.
0: And then it got moved to Apple, written. huh? Because the budget was so big, it got moved to Apple.
1: That's true. And Paramount actually made a very good deal for itself and and recovered its uh, development costs and all the Scorsese fees and everything. So I don't know if you've read that. um, It just comes down to that
0: budget. It comes down to the budget. And whoever, you know, whoever writes the check has the say. Now, no one's ever going to have this conversation, Jeff, because nobody's ever going to admit it. Nobody's ever going to talk. And, and yeah, if he mm-hmm. says he if Leo says that he's he's doing that in order to make it seem less.
1: Um... Marty is saying that Leo talked him into it. Let's switch it or let's make the focus more on Ernest Burkhart rather than Tom White. That's what he said. Now, again, I'm not saying he's being 100 percent honest, but that's what he has said. And I don't know that Leo actually independently said, yes, that's what happened. But that's definitely what Marty said. Well,
0: it it doesn't matter. Either way, maybe he just liked that part better and wanted to play that part. I don't know. But there was a deliberate Mm -hmm. decision made to recenter the narrative on the Osage. That's why they went to the Osage and showed it to them and took notes. They were very worried about being called out. They were very worried about Mm -hmm. doing something wrong, about offending the tribe, you know.
1: Well, now they've done it right, and, and we're going to have a celebration of the beauty and the purity of Lily Gladstone's heritage and her performance and her amazing, uh, whatever Baz Bammy was trying to communicate to us uh, on Main Street and tell you right that during that amazing moment. Uh, but that, you know, she's, uh, you, you've been saying how long she's, she's fated to, to probably win the best actress race right you still feel that i
0: i do even though other people disagree with me like mark johnson on my site who predicts he said he saw the movie and he decided Mm -hmm. that it's probably going to be emma stone um i think emma stone will win the bafta but i don't think she's going to win the oscar and and the reason is that i think there's a strategy that some oscar publicists do and it's actually a really good strategy it works really well and and i've seen lisa taback do this a lot which is make mm-hmm. a movie so big that it's got to win at least one Oscar. You know, it's coming in as this really prestigious thing, one of the top, and people are thinking it might win Best Picture, but just getting it to that point.
1: Absolutely, not, not a chance of it winning Best Picture.
0: Means it will win at least one Oscar. So that's why I'm making it on it winning Best uh, Actress, and I think maybe Best Score for Robbie Robertson.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think that would be an appropriate call, actually.
0: But people, um, don't, people must realize that the people who decide the Oscars are actors, mm-hmm. mostly actors. And so you have to figure out what they do the actors like. So they changed the order of the Guild Awards in the last couple of years. It used to go... they right. used to go... The PGA and the SAG came on the same day. Screen Actors Guild and Producers Guild happened on a Saturday night. hmm Oh no! Producers Guild happens on Saturday, and then Screen Actors Guild is Sunday, right? But they Mm -hmm. changed, and the DGA then comes later. So the DGA would be the last award before the before the Oscar. But they changed the order now, so that it goes. I think it goes DGA, and then it goes PGA, and then the very last one is the SAG. And that's why movies. Is that
1: just this year? Because I don't recall that being. It's either last last year.
0: year and the year before, because. At least since Parasite. Sag was the last? Okay. Because yeah. Parasite got the standing ovation at SAG and then won Best Picture. CODA, standing ovation at SAG and one Best Picture. Everything, mm-hmm. everywhere, all at once. Standing ovation mm-hmm. at SAG, one Best Picture. So when SAG happens last, when the actors have their say last, it leads the momentum into the race and it, it can affect Best Picture. So if Killers of the Flower Moon somehow gets that standing ovation at SAG, then it has a much better chance of winning best picture. um, Oh,
1: let's let's, let's get real. It's not going to win best picture. No, none of the people like it. It's, you know, the people that want to be politically safe, they're saying, oh, it's a masterpiece. Oh, yeah, it's really something you got to say. There's been too many people, a good number of people in my feed, and I'm sure your feed saying, God, it's long. God, why did they had? They couldn't. They cut a little fat out of it. Why did that Leo have to change his mind once he started to testify for the prosecution? Then he goes back and says that was awful. It just went on and on. Well, and it's kind of like a, that's kind of like opinion. I know.
0: But you're doing exactly what you did with everything, everywhere, all at once. You're you're focusing on the By negative. Saying it's
1: awful, and I couldn't stand it.
0: Yeah, and you and you looked for people who agreed with you as opposed to. And I did the same thing because I didn't like it either. But um, uh. but it. So we both ignored all of the enthusiasm and the love for it because we both. On
1: the part of, let's remember, that's not SAG; it's SAG after it's, it's the degraded SAG after vote, and and many of those people have no tastes. They're they're just you know trying to you know follow the woke sentiments and 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 champion, uh, applaud uh, identity any way, shape, or form that they can, and that's where they're coming from. They're not coming from. Let's really be honest with ourselves and look deep into our souls and trying to determine what should we give this award to? Because it should be about quality. It's no longer about quality. It's about identity issues, mainly cultural issues. So I don't think I'm wrong by saying it's not about quality. I happen to believe in quality of, uh, you know, if you're going to give out awards, it should be about quality. I don't happen to believe in identity stuff as being the the end-all and be-all. So I'm not wrong. I mean, I I don't care if it might, you know, I didn't ever predict that everything everywhere all at once uh, would not win. I mean, it was disgusting, but it kept coming on and it wouldn't stop, and people kept saying how great it was. I didn't I didn't say that they were, that wasn't going to happen. It's it's pretty obvious. Yeah. You know, well, I,
0: I mean, we it's just
1: not, it's not a, we're not involved in a, in a competition to be predictors and win a prize if we get it right. At least I'm not.
0: Well, I am. <laughs> OK, so what what is <laughs> uh fine. what is what do you think is going to win then? If you don't think it's that one.
1: And I, I would really like love it if um, if uh, poor things were to win. I would really, really like that. It would be a um, because it's at least you have to give four things this this one it you know you know what people liked about everything everywhere all at once they liked the what they saw was the creative energy it was it was um yes it was it's kind of genreish and and it's kind of marvelous but it did they they said this has imagination it's trying something different it's it's uh it's you know it's not just following the same old thing and it's not Trying to do the classic old person Oscar movie. It's doing something a little more alive and a little more, uh, you know, and a little more its own thing. And I, I understood what they were saying about that. I, and, I, and there were some parts of it that I didn't mind. You've got to give Poor Things uh, the benefit of the doubt. It has more energy and more originality and more pizzazz in a way, more so than Barbie does. Because it's, it's, it's like Barbie meets, you know, Cleaning Sentericon is what, is what poor, poor Things feels like. And it's, it's really got that, you know, makes you kind of, it turns you on. And uh, Jeff Snyder very recently said, uh-oh, I've just seen it, and guess what? That's not going to happen. It didn't, it didn't do it for me. But I think many people are going to say, you know, if we're going to give an Oscar to something that is uh, more forward-thinking and more now, uh, and we should give it to Poor Things, rather than Barbie, because Barbie's already had its amazing, you know, return and its in its honor and all that money it's made, and all those people wearing pink to the screenings, and you know, the whole thing happened last summer is a huge deal. We don't need to ratify that or reconfirm that we that it was a very successful film. I'd love to see, ideally, if not Poor Things, I'd love to see Pain film, which is really good and it really connects with people, and people really like it. And they went, wow, this is great. And we were seeing a film that actually adheres, cut, co- you know, coheres, and 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 has a kind of a reality current and a great characters, good writing, except for the bizarre reaction of, of that film uh, of Justin Chang to that film.
0: Yeah, um, we should talk about but, that. We should talk about that. Um, sure. I. Uh... I feel like you're like Goldilocks, you know, this, this porridge is too Living cold.
1: Living my own world, is that it? No,
0: no. Goldilocks is, you know, the porridge is too hot, this porridge is too cold, this porridge is just... So I feel like, you know, you're, you're dancing around what the Oscar race actually is. And, I don't you know... want
1: to live in that world, and I'd rather die than live in that world, honestly. I, I feel like, it's, like things have been suppressed, and, and I feel like I haven't felt this awful about life, not just Oscar, Aww. but everything. I hate it. And I, Sorry, and it's I like, know. that just doesn't make me some old crank re- I really do believe in, in quality of movies and it's not some, you know, denial of like, you know, I mean, honestly, the way the, 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 uh, millennials and, and, and zoomers in particular the way, they process things, everything is by identity, by woke credentials. It's horrible, I think, but I, uh, you know, and I'm not going to go along with it so I can seem cool and like I can seem hip and I'm, I'm, you know, in the swim of things, fuck that.
0: Mm. You know. Yeah. You're Goldilocks. Get with the program. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to tell you that. I'm just saying that
1: you're saying that. (laughs) No,
0: I'm not saying it. I'm saying that, you know, there's two different ways to look at the Oscar race. One is I'm Goldilocks and I'm just going to be like, no, you know, you didn't even mention Oppenheimer because you didn't like Oppenheimer. Right. So Oppenheimer's I mean, the like, only film. Honestly,
1: chump. watching it the second time, I got to be honest. The second time, I felt. Well, see, so it, there you
0: go, Goldilocks. Don't like killers. Okay. Don't like Oppenheimer. You know, the only one you like is. Let me the-
1: let me just say this. Although I found it airless and oppressive to sit through it a second time, and I was looking again at my watch at the one-hour mark and exhaling loudly when I realized another two hours to go. If Oppenheimer wins, I wouldn't be upset because I would I respect what it's doing and 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 it's not a bad film at all it's a pretty good film i just found it difficult to get through and i didn't i really hated killian murphy the more i think of his performance he really really uh seemed to take something away from me rather than give me something uh he seemed to be very self enclosed i hated that expression in his baby blue eyes that that kind of alien expression on his face the whole time he didn't seem to be a human being to me no, I know you, you love uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer, having read about him, and you really identified heavily with him. And I, and I do.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, he, he wrong, captured but... him perfectly. And that's an incredibly hard thing to do. I didn't think he could have pulled it off, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, and he's just amazing in it. He, he did the one in a million brilliant performance. He's not even Jewish, and he, he ma- somehow managed to pull yeah. off this brilliant performance in this film. And the whole thing's from his point of view. It's a right. hell of a job for an actor, I think. Um, but let's talk about... Anyway, as far as Best Picture goes, I don't really think there is a frontrunner right now, as I just wrote about my latest column. I, I don't think there is a Best Picture front. I think people want to make it Oppenheimer so they can play this dumb game that we play every year of like, here's the frontrunner. Let's mm-hmm. upend the frontrunner and let the scrappy little underdog... Mm-hmm. Rise up and beat it and defeat it. You know the mm-hmm. mean old and I hate that game because it has nothing to do with how good movies are. It only yeah. has to do with how people feel at the moment. And but, so,
1: but you wouldn't argue with anybody who does enthusiastically vote and say well, Oppenheimer should win. I wouldn't argue with it. I don't happen to like it that. No, much. I, I,
0: I, I, I I think it's I think it's unfortunately cursed as the front runner, oh, and that yeah. makes me sad because I wish that wasn't the case. But at any rate, I don't think a movie. Okay. A buy in about white men is going to win the Oscar in 2023. So oh, Okay.
1: That means it's not going to win because of the identity thing it doesn't have and there are no It doesn't
0: give them incentive to 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 push the movie to the top of the feed there. Yeah. These are people who want to make history with their vote. They want to be seen well. It has to be a first of a of a kind or you know, ever since Green Book won, it it you know, sent them into reeling into an identity crisis. And ever since then, like, no white male has ever won director, although last year's winner was one half white white male. There was uh-huh. a directing duo in one of them. So that's the closest you get. But in general, they want a woman to win or a person of color or a movie that's, you know, Coda was a movie written and directed by a woman, and and it won Best Picture and Best Screenplay, and Jane Campion won Best Director. So that just shows you how much how little they want to vote for movies that are directed by. And the only reason they went with Everything Everywhere last year is because it really was the rapture. It was everything that they wanted in a movie. It was, yeah, you know, yeah. it was made by people of color. It was intersectional. It had a gay theme with the daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you Plus know. the
1: daughter was slightly pudgy.
0: Right, there you go. You
1: know, that, that, that fits the whole thing.
0: That concludes our free sample portion. If you'd like to listen to the whole thing, you can become a premium subscriber and you can get access to all of our upcoming episodes. Thank you.